Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dope Shit My Therapist Says, a therapeutic wellness podcast hosted by Ryan Gaddy and Lauren Fractor. We are two millennial therapists who enjoy having authentic conversations with real people who share their experiences and passions with a mental health twist. Conversations that inspire discovery of self, insight into deeper spirituality, and alternative ways to support mental health and wellness. As a reminder, this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only. All topics discussed on the podcast are from the viewpoint of our guests and their personal experiences. Information shared on the podcast is not a replacement for therapy, therapeutic advice, or medical treatment. Yeah, I know. I totally know what you're talking about. Lauren and I are just talking about how we're getting old and going out is no longer as fun as it used to be. And we are straight struggling, which is why you will see no video from us on today's episode because we look beautiful, but also homeless. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny because like, I mean, I I don't know about you, Ryan, but like it's a struggle morning, but it's not because I drank last night. It's not because I didn't get enough sleep. I think the week just caught up with me and I'm just tired. (laughs) Yeah. I actually did go out last night, but I really didn't want to feel like crap today. And so I didn't drink very much and hydrated and, you know, just kind of took care of myself overall before and after. Um, And I feel good today. I feel tired, but you know, that's also just because I'm not used to going to bed so late. So yeah, getting older is different. And I think it just kind of hits you out of nowhere that your interests start to change or you're out and you realize that other people around you aren't the same as you anymore, like age range and like behavior wise, which is so interesting. Yeah, I I definitely agree. And I don't know. So like, you know, it's Halloween weekend and it's in like two months will be my 31st birthday. Yeah. So (laughs) weird. Um, Just like year 30 really feels different. And it's not like Cinderella magically from 29 to 30 I felt extremely different but I think for the last like couple years my priorities have changed and that's totally fine I'm happy about that going out is very much pick and choose and we both play kickball so I play on Thursdays and so Thursdays I usually go to the bar afterwards and so that's a night out already I can only do maybe like a Saturday at that point And then that's it for the week. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I Lauren has always been much more of a social go out person, just overall personality wise. And I'm not like, I love to be social and I like to go do stuff, but like going out, like going out to a bar at night or being out late has always been a huge struggle for me. So I'm finding that I'm able to do it a little differently now, but like, I still prefer not to do like a huge go out thing. So Last night was fun. We had our Halloween party for our Waka team, our kickball league, and it was awesome to see everybody. And then as the the night got later, you started to see like the younger kind of college age kids come into the bar because it was open oh, yeah. to other people just started. We started early because we had kind of like open bar and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I just, that's when I wanted to go home. I was like, all right, it's midnight. I'm more than done and ready to go home. So, and you know, today woke up, had my magic mind shot to kind of get me going. And you know what? I'm actually being super productive right now. I was just finishing switching my closet from 
summer to fall winter because the sweaters take up so much room in my closet that I usually switch between seasons now and like store everything else. So I've been meaning to do that for like an entire month and today it's finally happening. So thank you to my magic mind shot. Yeah, that's really great. I, I I need to order more because I am out and I've noticed a difference. Really, I, I've noticed a difference in how this week has been a lot less of a focused week for me. And I rely a lot on caffeine. I, I really do. And yeah, I mean, at this point, I don't want to just throw out the word addiction, but I, I need caffeine to function. And I was having a lot less caffeine when I was having Magic Mind. And I noticed that my focus was just so much better consuming those little shots. I mean, I feel it, you know, sometimes it's good to do these little experiments with yourself too, to like, see like, is something working? Is it not working? And it's very obvious that those little shots were definitely important. So I need to order more of those. Yeah, they actually really do work well. And I don't know if it's like the adaptogenics or the mushrooms or the matcha, because I've done matcha before. Like I was on a matcha thing like a couple of years back and I was drinking it every morning, but I didn't feel like that focus or that like prolonged like awakeness. That's the thing for me because yeah. I think I talked about it last episode, but usually by like three o'clock, I mean, I work a school schedule. So I'm at work by seven and then, you know, three o'clock we're done and I'm crashing. Like I am done. It's so hard to like want to make dinner at night or work out. And the magic mind was helping me just feel like more evenly awake throughout the day, which was nice. So definitely a great product. If you guys are interested in grabbing some for yourself, we have a 20% off code and it's just dope 14. That's D O P E 14. Um, we can link it in our show notes, but it's magicline.co. So, I mean, I guess we'll jump into our episode idea, which has been kind of connected to what we were just talking about before about going out and being social. And it's really just talking about like adult friendships and like what to do when they are not going well or they're ending or, you know, just kind of a mixture of all of those things. So I'm excited to talk about this. I feel like it's been more relevant for me in the last like six to nine months than it has been in a long time. Um, And that's mostly because One of my closest friends here in Connecticut is about to move. She's moving to Maine and she's like my single girlfriend that like we go do all our stuff together and we both have dogs. We, you know, we'll like spend the weekend like going to breweries or exploring and then, you know, the dogs play. And it's just like always been a good relationship, nice balance for me. And when she moves, like my whole routine and schedule with her and our friendship is going to definitely change. So that's been kind of on my mind lately. It's always hard when that happens. And I feel like it happens so much more than I ever thought it could as far as people moving away. And I dealt with that a lot. Uh, a few years ago, Ryan moved, you know, that, that time in my life was probably the hardest around the time that you moved and, you know, making friends. I, I really didn't have that many friends, but as you get older, you realize that people like to kind of have a fresh start and get up and go somewhere else. And when they move far away, it's hard to maintain the friendship or it can be hard to maintain the friendship. Um, also the, when you have somebody that you spend a lot of your time with, 
and they leave, you know, loneliness and other factors can kick in. What have you noticed so far as you are going through like the preparation of that friendship and her moving away? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to get real vulnerable here because it's part of the work that I've tried to do on myself with like self-awareness and how I react to things emotionally. And I deal with a lot with like abandonment kind of stuff just based on like my childhood and not ever feeling like my parents were really there emotionally for me. And so I always, as a kid would cling to friendships like super tightly. And if somebody like, you know, had to move or didn't want to be friends anymore, I took it very hard. And so, I mean, that still pops up once in a while for me, but I'm definitely noticing because she's been, you know, very constant in my life for the last three years, I would say two, three years. I do feel kind of resentful and angry at her and it's not even something I should be angry about. I think it's more so like, oh, like it sucks to see somebody you really care about, like go off and do their own thing. And you know that like what you had in a friendship is not going to be the same anymore. So I've been battling kind of just working on not allowing myself to distance myself sooner than I need to from her because I'm kind of, I don't know, grieving, I guess is the great, great word word for it. I don't know. Have you ever felt like that? Like when somebody is doing something for themselves, but it also impacts you? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's a very normal, typical feeling. And it's funny because the way that I've been feeling it lately is not necessarily in any friend, like physically leaving But a lot of my friends, uh, so first of all, um, if you haven't been listening lately, um, I moved to the west side of LA uh, a couple months ago, and the majority of my friends were located in the San Fernando Valley, which without traffic is 20 minutes from me, with traffic is like 40 minutes from me, where I currently live. And I have noticed like the physical distance of me leaving. Um, It's different because I am also in a relationship. So I've spent a lot of time with my boyfriend and that's been really nice. Uh, But what I've noticed too, is a lot of my friends have also gotten in relationships. So weirdly this year, a lot of my mostly single close friends have gotten in relationships too. kind of every like two months, one of us ended up you know, getting into a relationship. And so obviously we're going to be doing our own thing. And then, you know, when you're dating, like you do a lot of what your partner wants to do or hang out with their friends. And so that's very normal. But I think in a way I've kind of resented all of us for not having time for each other anymore. Tonight, actually, not all of my friends, but a majority of my friends were getting together for Halloween and I haven't seen some of them in like a month. And so I'm like resentful in a different way of like adult friendships are changing, you know, relationships change when you get into a relationship that changes your relationship with that person too, myself included, but I've noticed that we haven't had a lot of time for each other. And I think in a way I'm kind of resentful of that. Like, why don't we have time for each other? Yeah. 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 No, I think that's super relatable as a single person I feel that very often with my friends that are in relationships and some of my friends are better than others about how they you know make time for me which I am super appreciative of because you know I don't have a partner so I don't have anybody that fills up a majority of my time and I think what's kind of like 
the icing on the cake with my friend that I'm kind of talking about now is that she just got in a relationship too. So not only is she moving soon, but I now hardly ever see her because she's prioritizing this new relationship. Um, And so it was kind of like a double whammy for me of like one, I had to kind of mentally prepare myself for her to like move far away. And then when I had gotten to the point where I was like, okay, you know what? Like, we're just going to spend our time together. Like we normally do hang out on the weekends, like the dogs will play and it'll be good. And, you know, I know this is the best move for her or whatever. And then she ended up getting into a relationship and now he's either with us or she's with him and I don't get to see her. So I, you know, I, it's hard because it's like, you want your friends to do what's best for them and be happy. But also you wonder, like you said, like, well, why can't you also make time for me or still prioritize the type of friendship we had? So I think it's multifaceted, especially as a single person, when you don't have that other Mm -hmm. person to kind of be like, oh, well, you know, I'm with my boyfriend too, or my partner, et cetera. Definitely. And I mean, the first few months of a relationship are very crucial for, you know, the person to be spending with their partner, because that's really the building stages of, um, you know, that connection. And so it's hard to find that balance. And have you had a conversation at all with her about wanting to be prioritized a little more before she leaves? No, mostly because unfortunately that part of our friendship that I've tried to like build and work on has never gone very well. there's been multiple times where I've tried to have conversations that have been like, Hey, I feel this. And she's really struggled to not take that personally and just have a conversation about it. And so I, you know, I've weighed a lot of the pros and cons around how do I communicate to her that I'm happy for her, but I also feel like kind of, I got dumped almost, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and it just hasn't, I haven't, I've decided it's not worth it. Um, and that's where it kind of comes to another topic I want to touch in this episode is how do you know when a friend either moves away or a friendship is fading, whether you should be kind of clinging and trying to make it work, or if you should just allow kind of life to take its path and the friendship to go, which way it's going to naturally go. That's a really good question. And, you know, I think this answer is going to be different for everybody. For me, I feel like if I'm really missing a friend, I will reach out to them. If I'm not getting the responses that I need from that friend or the prioritizing of time, I will lose interest pretty fast. As an adult, this is how I feel like as a 30-year-old currently. Mm -hmm. Maybe a few years ago, it would have been different, but I think adult friendships are just really hard for the fact that we all live different lives. And so, you know, besides like the, you know, people who are in a relationship prioritizing that we've got jobs and everyone works weird hours and some people have to go away on trips for their jobs. There's also vacation and travel. People are gone. um, People are away. And then that's not including, you know, if someone lives close to their family, prioritizing family. And so in a 30 day month, how much time does that really give anyone to see any of their friends unless they live super close, maybe a lunch hour. And that's fine. I think that if you can dedicate at least, you know, a lunch or dinner 
once a month, that might be all that you need to do. It's just, if you're ever working harder, I mean, it's just like in therapy, if you're ever working harder than your clients. So if you're ever working harder than your friend, as far as like, I reached out, oh, she got back to me. Great. Now we have the back and forth. That's totally fine. Even if it goes a few days of non-communication, but it's when, you know, you reach out, oh yeah, I'll get back to you. Not getting back to you. Yes, of course you can reach out again. That's totally fine. But then after that second time of no communication, because people, they drop the ball. I've dropped the ball. It happens. Um, At that point, I think you're working harder than them to keep the friendship alive. And it should really be an equal effort. Yeah. I also think too about like the different types of friendships. Like for instance, our friendship would fall under like kind of those like long-term friendships that can kind of pick up where they left off despite like time yeah. and distance. And like my friend Brie and Sarah that I met in college, like they fall into that category. Like I've got like my best friend, Nicole, that lives in Michigan. Like we only see each other once a year. If that, like there's that group of people that it's like, you have that kind of like soul deep connection. You could text them whenever and just pick right back up. And, you know, even if you have big fights, you learn how to work through them. Like there's that those friends. And then you kind of have like your, friends that are situational or environmental. And those are like the people you work with or people you meet in like, you know, like a activity like kickball, or, you know, if you joined a book club, like all of those kind of things where they're important in your life right now and they fill up a lot of space and time. But if the circumstances change, then the friendship changes. And so sometimes it's trying to figure out as that friendship is like leaving your life, is that person going to get moved into that first category or not? Or are they, is it okay for you to just let it go because they filled that spot in your life when they were meant to, and now they're moving on and you're moving on. And then you kind of find someone new to fill the space. And for a while, I felt really guilty about that perspective of like, somebody's filling a space in a time frame for me, and then they might not be there anymore. And my therapist was like, no, but that's realistic. Like that's kind of part of life. And Mm -hmm. it's not saying you're trying to replace them, but more so, you know, now you have this open space for a new person to kind of enter your life in some certain way. So I thought that was interesting when I talked to her about it. I agree with that too, especially like the last few years, like in the, you know, like 27, 28 range when I was single and I was very social and trying, and I still was in my FOMO stage. So I always wanted to be busy. I always wanted to have plans. And so I had certain friends that I'd hang out with a lot. And then over time they, you know, maybe moved away or just got distant. And I realized like in the moment they were great as, you know, companions, but when they left, you know, not to be mean, but like, I didn't really miss them maybe because that was just meant to be that one chapter in my life of having them in my life. And I think that's totally okay. I think the the term friends is very broad. And when you look at it more like, you know, best friends, close friends, long-term friendships versus um, here for the party, here for the fun versus, you know, they're the friend that I can call at all hours of the night. You know, there's just so many categories of friendships that we don't think about when we're kids because we don't have to. It's not, that's just not the way that it, it usually works. Um, but like once you hit adulthood, 
you really see like, okay, you know, there's people on my emergency list. There's people pinned to my top text messages. Like those are the people that I count on because they wouldn't be there if, if it wasn't them, you know, they, yeah. they wouldn't be up there. And so it's like little things like that, that you're reminded of. Of, of how important certain friends are and not that any, you know, not that other friends are not important, but they're not someone that you're going to call when you're, you know, crying about something serious. I think that's totally okay to have those different types of friends. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know. I know. And I think like right now, like my fear for myself is like moving into a time in New England where we're all basically hibernating and there's not a lot to do because it's snowy and freezing outside. And I won't have that like friendship that I usually have, you know, because she'll be gone at that point. Um, And I have another friend that is kind of on the border of moving too. And so my kind of social circle is starting to get smaller like the friends that I have that deeper connections with are getting smaller like I still have the two the new people that I've kind of met on my kickball league and all of that so you know making new friends again like having the motivation and kind of picking yourself back up again like mentally to start that process of making new friends is such an interesting place to be in again and on my end with my group I still I see it every day people wanting to meet new people, people responding, nothing happening. There's a lot of um, fear, anxiety. Um, Yeah, I would say mostly fear and anxiety, but want and desire. So it's a very weird like dichotomy of, I want this, but I'm scared. Yeah. And it's about pushing again, pushing through your fear and not everybody's capable of doing that. I mean, that's something I've learned. There's a lot of people that like to be in a safe zone. And, you know, what that does is it, it, obviously I'm a bit biased when I say this, but what it does is it prevents you from really fully living the life that you desire. And, you know, fear, some fear is good, you know, oh, like, you know, there's a coffee meetup and it's going to be new women and you want to make friends and yeah, you could show up and there might not be anyone there or there could be 20 people there and you get overwhelmed. But the, you know, the, the whole point of it is to push yourself a little bit to try to make new connections because the desire is so strong. It's been strong. And I think we had like a previous episode on something like this too, but it all links up because when people move away, and, you know, you want that connection still. It's not like, well, that's over and yeah. I'm ready to just move on. You want that. And so you have to figure out how you're going to get it. And usually that's by doing something uncomfortable yep. and p- putting yourself out there. I think the hard part is I, in August, deleted all my dating apps because I decided that they were bad for my mental health. And I'm still glad that I did it. I'm like so much happier in myself and my mental health. I'm still single, but I feel better about it. Um, but I was using Bumble BFF. So, I mean, yes, I could re-download Bumble just for Bumble BFF, but part of me like doesn't want to. Yeah. So it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to have to see how far I can get with like meeting people in person when we're going into the winter time without using Bumble BFF. Um, yeah. So that'll be interesting. It's a good, it's a good topic to bring up, especially when we head from fall to winter 
And now we're, you know, in fall, it doesn't feel like it in California, but whatever. Um, but like fall and winter are like the hibernation months. People are very much in their, in their zone. I mean, there's the holiday time, which is great. So there's always an opportunity to do something, but it's a little bit dreary and a little bit cold and it's tough. Yeah, it can definitely get tough. Um, But I think too, like my perspective and just for anybody listening on, you know, like loneliness and kind of navigating friendships is like, I'm still trying to work a lot on like dating myself, being friends with myself, you know, how can I go out and do stuff on my own that I would like to do or, you know, have a movie night with myself or, and like, it's, that might be stuff that you would normally just do like, oh, I'm going to the grocery store or whatever, but like the mindset behind it and like really intentionally doing it to like spend time with yourself like it sounds such like a weird thing to do but I feel like it's helped me not feel like oh I'm lonely it's like no today I'm prioritizing to spend time with myself and you know do all the things that I would want to do if a friend was here or a partner was here like you know light the candles and turn on my favorite movie and order pizza and whatever you know instead of it being like well it's not going to be good enough unless somebody else is with me so I think that's going to be a big thing for me moving into winter is lots of self-dating and self-friendship and self-love. It would be interesting to kind of, uh, I'm saying it very like matter-of-factly, like track your progress, but it would be cool to revisit this topic again um, once, you know, the winter season is over and see how you felt, like, you know, how it was for you, those, those couple months of self-discovery and self-love. Yeah. I, I kind of giggled because in, in Connecticut, we have a very long winter. So. Oh, right. <laughs> um, so by the, time it's, by the time I turn 31, we'll be ready for a new episode. <laughs> no, I think even just revisiting for our like New Year's Eve episode that we like to do talking about that kind of goal. Cause yeah, that's been my perspective. Like once I knew some of my friendships were changing, I'm like, I could be really upset and just be like, poor me. I have no friends. I have friends, but you know what I'm talking about? Like your main group of friends has changed. Or I could say, okay, it's going to be Ryan season, you know, Yeah, going to do more cooking and I'm going to do more exploring new TV shows and reading and all the kind of cozy things that I like to do in winter. So, and just make it more about me and less about like, I have to be doing this because there's nothing else to do. That sounds like a really good idea. And, you know, even if, I don't know, even if you do have a good group of friends and you want to prioritize spending time with yourself, like that's fine too. I feel like that's just been me for the last month. Like I have, I have gone out and I have seen my friends and I, but you know, there's a part of me that really enjoys just not being so social for the first time ever. And I think that comes with, I don't want to say old age, but (laughs) for me, it feels like it just because I was so social for like 10 years of my life. I was extremely social and I think I'm just still in the burnout phase. And, you know, it's nice to kind of pick and choose like when you want to do something. Um, It's obviously harder when your friendship circle is dwindling or everyone has plans, but that's why I like to plan too. you know, getting something on the, on the calendar with a friend that you don't see a lot is always a good idea. Yeah, I agree. 
Yeah, I think spending time by your, for, by yourself, like if that's not something you're used to doing can be really uh, fulfilling and, you know, and then same thing if you're always spending time with yourself, like putting yourself out there more, joining a kickball team like I did, like that was really out of my comfort zone or a book club or a meetup group or, you know, there's just a lot of stuff that you can try to put yourself out there for. Even if it doesn't add friendships to your life, at least it adds something more fulfilling outside of the home that you might be doing with yourself. Absolutely. And the resources are all there. I mean, 10 years ago, they weren't all there, but now they are. And so the options really are endless, but, you know, you have to be willing to put yourself out there a little bit. And, you know, if you've always wanted to try something, the hobby ones are really the best way to go. Because if you've ever been like, oh, you know, I really want to join a book club. I love to read, like join the book club and read. Like it's something you already love to do. You know, even if like you go and you're shy and you don't want to talk to anyone and, but you go, I mean, that's more than, you know, if you never went. So yeah. Looking at local uh, local breweries or wineries, even if you don't drink, Um, they tend to have a lot of people come into them and do like events like there I just stumbled on a girl who owns her own like cookie like those really cute like design cookie company and she's been doing classes at breweries and I um, sign up for one of those because I'm horrible at decorating cookies and I really like how (laughs) and that would be a great way to meet new people you know and then you're kind of active at the same time it's keeping you busy you're not like anxiously sitting there so absolutely I feel like that's a really great place to look even if you don't drink is just looking at events at different breweries like all the paint nights and like they just do a lot of stuff yoga classes like lots of things so hopefully that helps you guys out with some ideas yeah and uh you know, this is like a ever long topic just because it's going to be prevalent for probably the rest of our lives. It'll just take different forms and shapes as we get older and our priorities change. And, you know, I'm a, you know, some of my friends are, you know, settling down, having kids. So that's, always interesting so you know in a couple of years we'll really see where our priorities lie <laughs> yeah yeah definitely that is for sure that could be an entire episode yeah <laughs> well it was great uh catching up we wanted to also tell you guys that we are deciding to change the way we do our podcast we are going to be switching to seasons after the new year so you won't be on the same like every other week schedule anymore we'll just kind of do you know, kind of a lump amount of episodes and then have some, a couple months off and then more. So um, we hope that you guys are okay with that switch because it's going to be much better for us and figuring out how to do it, especially since we live not close to each other. So excited. Yeah. Excited about that. Um, Make sure you are following us on Instagram. If you're not, it's instagram.com slash dope SHT therapy pod. That's where we post weekly polls, stories, um, our episodes and fun content, fun therapy content. So make sure you're giving us a follow. And also don't forget to check out Magic Mind um, if you're interested in getting some focus and natural energy. All right, guys. Talk to you later. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And if you feel called to, rate and review and share with the people in your life you think would like us too. For more info on this episode, check out the show notes.
And as always, you can find us on Instagram at dopeshttherapypod and via email at dopeshttherapypod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and check back soon for more episodes.